Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got to set up the enormous bedding thicket. Um, and saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming in your ear holes. You guys did it. You made it another week closer to deer season. I'm getting excited. It's getting that time of year where I'm finally starting to think about the bucks from last year, getting in the groove, shooting the bow in the backyard with the kids a lot lately, just really getting in the groove for whitetail stuff. It's so hot out. It's so dry. Um, it just uh, it doesn't feel whitetailish yet, but I'm getting I'm getting in the zone, and I hope you are too. This week I have Ben Harrison on. I'm sure you've heard about the Bow Hunting League. I wanted to go at the Bow Hunting League, play Devil's Advocate a little bit, and kind of 
ask the questions that people want to know um, what it's really about. Um, and uh, this episode, you know, me and Ben just go over the bow hunting league, kind of some some questions that people ask, some hard questions that he had to answer. Um, but the main thing is if if you're skeptical about this or if you're wanting to get some information about an out-of-state hunt that you have coming up, maybe you want to swap a hunt, um, this is a spot to do it. Their Facebook page is extremely active, ton of hunters on there all over the United States. Um, and, hell, you might be able to trade an elk hunt for a whitetail hunt, guys. Like, there's there's huge options. Mule deer for a whitetail, mule deer for a turkey. Like, there, there's endless options that you could do trade a hunt-wise um, that I think is the the coolest part about the bow hunting league in general. But we go all into it and dive in uh, pretty deep in the league and, and what it's about and, and why he created it. But before that, it's going to people that make this possible, and you know that is Exodus Outdoor Gear. If you guys haven't heard, they released their new arrows, the micro-diameter arrows. Um, definitely check out their YouTube. They have a full rundown page. They also did a podcast about it and diving in really deep of what makes the arrows different, what other options you could do. Um, they completely redesigned the shafts in these arrows. Um, they're extremely, extreme high tolerance straightness. Um, very, very tough arrow. Um, they changed up the inserts you can get now. Um, you can get they're doing four vein fletchings as well. Um, I changed up my arrows this year. Got went with the four veins. Excited to try them out. Start slinging them soon. I know. Uh, I know Bobby's making them right now. Um, and that's one thing I want to say about these arrows is. Uh, literally every one of these arrows is is handmade by someone that's very very skilled in making arrows this isn't an arrow that you're going to get from a pro shop i remember when i was a kid i worked at a pro shop um in the summer and before season and that's what they had me do was fletch arrows and i was probably like 12 14 15 and i was in there fletching arrows guys i probably set some guys up for failure uh, with my my arrow fletching skills back then um, but these are going to be the highest quality grade you can get, and uh, they're going to be personally made to your specifications for your bow by someone that's very well trained, and all they do is build arrows. Um, so definitely check out Exodus Outdoors Gear's new micro diameter arrows. A um, uh, lot, a lot of technological advances in those arrows that uh, you're not going to find anywhere else. But let's get into the show. All right, we got Ben from the Bow Hunting League on tonight. How you doing tonight, brother? Hey, Cody. Uh, doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming back on and uh, blessing your voice to the, the White to Legacy podcast once again. Um, this is going to be a little bit different conversation than we've had in the past. Um, but before we get too far into it, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll get into the show. So I'm Ben Harrison. Uh, run the Bow Hunting League. Got a lot of help now. Um, I'm currently living in Indiana, born and raised in Tennessee. Uh, ate up with uh, deer hunting. Deer hunting's by, by far my favorite thing to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got a one-year-old and a wife. Of, I guess we've been married. Oh, shoot. I put myself in a corner. I think it's been four, 14 years. So, yeah. been married a long time. That's always the worst. You're like, oh, man, I should have brought this up. I should have yeah. said wife. <laughs> I do that about, all the time. Yeah, 14 years, I guess. My yeah, wife's yeah like, you always do that. <laughs> you know what You know what today is? I'm like, oh, shit. 
what is it? Come on. <laughs> it's a birthday or it's someone's birthday, I should know, or an anniversary or something, you know? She's like, it's the yeah. anniversary of when we met. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to remember that? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give a guy a break here, but. Like, did we celebrate that last yeah, year? Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't even celebrate anniversaries, Harley. We got too many kids to, to do that. Um, but I wanted to have you on to talk about the bow hunting league, but kind of in a different aspect than other podcasts have. Um, I'm going to throw some questions at you that, you know, might be tough to answer, but I know a lot of people that have heard about it that a lot of people hear about it, but don't join the group even, and they don't really see the flow of it. So I think this would be a good way to just get those out in the open, in the air and get them answered. Um, but before we get into that, what is the bow hunting league and, and why did you start it? So bow hunting league, we started 2015. Um, basically it was started. Um, I, you know, I was involved in lots of forums at that time and they, um, they all had little deer contests, right. And you'd sign up for these things. And just, we know, I just noticed as the season would go on, um, you know, once gun season come in, all the bow, bow hunting guys that were bow season, you know, a lot, about half of the team would start gun hunting. Then you wouldn't hear from them again. Right. And, and I was so wrapped up in those competitions, just having fun. And it was fun that, you know, pushing each other and meeting new people and the camaraderie and stuff, um, that it was just disappointing. You know what I'm saying? Like we would be in the hunt to win and you don't win anything on those contests, but we'd be in the hunt to win and, and, you know, half my team would be gone, you know, November 15th when guns come in or whatever. So, uh, saying all that, um, talked to some of my buddies and, uh, we said, Hey, let's build some teams and start our own little contest. Right. We just started on a Facebook page and, uh, here we are now, this is our ninth year. It's a team deer contest. So it's three man teams. Um, it's hundred percent free. I need to make sure I say that no, no entry fees or anything. And our ninth season is this year. We've got around fifty thousand dollars in prizes. It it goes up a little bit um, as we get um, additional sponsors that come on board throughout the summer. Um, and last year we had twelve hundred and forty-two teams, thirty-seven hundred and twenty-six competitors in it. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I've been a part of the bow hunting league for a couple years. Um, actually, I've lost all my team members. I'm gonna have to find some new team members this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I I've I've really enjoyed my experience in it. Um, but I'm gonna ask these questions that I know some guy out there is thinking. And um, be straight up honest. When I first heard about it, we had you on. Hell, I mean, I don't know. I think it was episode 90, right? You sent me that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 89, 90, somewhere in there. Yeah. So that was probably, man, that was years and years ago. Uh, the first time we had Jan and we actually got to meet in person and, and hang out and, and, uh, you know, grow the friendship from there. Um, but the number one thing for me is what I think most people want to know. And the first thing that they want to say is should hunting be a competition? So what, what's, what's your, uh, what's your opinion on that? Well, um, anybody that, you know, this sparks an interest or, you know, want anybody that wants to talk about this, um, they've, 
they compete when they go out into the woods, right? I mean, you're, I mean, hunting whitetail deer, it's, you know, it's across the nation. Everybody can kind of get a taste of what it's like to hunt a deer, right? If they're, you know, if they're into that stuff. Um, and, you know, we're always in, in, in competition with the deer themselves. Okay. So that's a very natural competition though. You know, that's, that's you and versus the animal and all that stuff. Well, in general, but, you know, back in the day before social media and all these things, um, you had all these little local big butt contests. Uh, you had, um, really even just like a bragging rights contest kind of thing, you know, just people that knew each other, knew each other, hunted, hi, how's it going? Did you kill anything? Yeah. And they bring out a Polaroid or a, you know, a printed off photo and say, yeah, here's the buck I killed, uh, last November. So there, you know, there, there is always some kind of competition element to it, even if it's not written out rules. Right. But what we found is that, um, there are such few teams that are going to be competing for those top prizes. The people that get the most out of the contest though, are the ones that get in there from, and, and then realize, Hey, there's tons of camaraderie in here. Um, lots of good conversation. Um, you can follow along with people's seasons, you know, you know, you can get, you know, you can see a lot of deer that, that, you wouldn't see if you weren't around this large group, you know, we got 46,000 in the group now. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is, yeah, it's competition, right? Like we have the competition, we have these rules set up, easy to follow rules, try to keep things bare minimum. But realistically, everybody in Florida that's hunting, you know, hunting Florida deer and they kill one. Right. And they're like, Oh, my deer aren't as big. Right. But if you put up a 120-inch Florida buck and everybody's going to get know about it, they're going to know, hey, this is our top Florida buck, right? Everybody in the nation knows that's a big deer, okay? Big deer very, very widely, widely across the nation, right? You know, Illinois and Iowa are way different than the bucks you're going to be hunting in New Jersey. But when, but what we're seeing is you get all these pockets. And these, this participation, we had a guy enter a Rhode Island buck last year, 152 inches. We would have never, I would have never seen that deer if it wasn't for this contest. And it's, I just think it's neither and shit. Like, it's just so cool seeing that kind of stuff, right? So what you do is you bring all these people together for a huge deer camp more than anything. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the year, everything does get broke out. But, um, but yeah you know, do, does com competition belong in hunting? Well, you know, we already have some competition, right, with the animal, okay? But it's a new thing that can add to your enjoyment of hunting because you're getting to follow along, conversate, celebrate with other, other folks other than it just being the deer you kill and you're dragging out, right? Yeah. You have, you know, you have buddies all across the United States now and you can follow along and and watch them and you know they're posting big buck down or or they're posting uh made a good shot think i heard him crash and you can follow along in that um where uh you're not isolated to yourself 
you know what I'm saying? And just seeing a photo every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, you know, it's not, um, <clears throat> if it was just straight up competition where, uh, guys were, cause there's really not a way to, um, um, you know, yeah, you could, I, you know, there's really not a way to compete against someone else because you're all competing against individual deer, right? So you're like, you know, it's, it's kind of like unique because you can't go through and mess this guy's hunt up, right. To where he's not going to kill one. And then you go kill one the next week somewhere else. Right. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you know, we're all kind of on our own fields. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's individual results. So everybody's um, on their home field. One thing I, yep. one thing I want to say is the, you know, even back in the day at the check-in station, everybody was really proud to show their, you know, the buck that they shot. You know, exactly. if, you, if you brought a, if you got a big buck, there's nobody, I mean, not, not gonna, I'm not going to say nobody. There's very few people that don't have that rack hanging up high in the truck. Exactly. Or they got the tailgate down or people were proud when they accomplished something. Um, and this is a way to showcase that. And mm-hmm. the way I see it is if, if you don't like the idea of competition and hunting don't don't join the group don't don't join exactly the, don't join the page because um, mm-hmm. at first when i first heard about it um not to knock any of the other hunting competitions out there but i figured it was going to be kind of a pay-to-play uh system where you know these guys are getting a buttload of money from sponsors already but you have to pay to be involved and then they're taking that money and and throwing giant events and stuff like that um, yeah that seems more like a money grab um and said you you know oh you got the chance to for the fame you know mm-hmm. to to be up on the stage or whatever and i know you guys do kind of a, a thing similar but it it's it's free to join um yeah. so like you said it's it's more about like a a big check-in station where exactly. people are saying hey dude mm-hmm. this is a buck i shot this is what he scored you know what do you guys think? People are commenting on it. Congratulations. Same thing as if you drove in and, and checked in your buck at the, the old store, you know. And like yeah. you said, a lot of these people are going to be in different states, and you're going to make friendships in different states. So you're going to have that, uh, you know, availability of, like, a guy from Tennessee saying, hey, man, nice buck. Like, they're going to know that you shot the deer, which is cool. And like you said, there's a ton of people on the page. So getting into my next question – yeah, um, I want to add something to yeah, what you ahead. just said, though, real quick, because you said something is perfect. You know, if if somebody doesn't like the idea of competition, they don't need to. They really don't really need to be around this stuff. You know, if it, now people are curious, absolutely. You know, come on in and see what you think. I tell a lot of guys, um, if you're on the fence, sign two buddies up that you know deer hunt pretty hard. You know that you talk to during season. Sign up with them, make sure they know, and then don't worry about it until you kill one. Okay, um, that way it gives you that way you sign up. You don't go go too late. The next thing is, like you said, if somebody doesn't like competitions or really just hates us, <laughs> I don't. I'm sure it's, there's somebody out there that hates us, but like if they just can't stand it, they don't need to be around for their own benefit because it. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, like I don't want. The, I don't want to, to bring them down. I don't want it to be a negative thing in their life. And, you know, and if they're around 
you know, just trying to be negative or something. They're not going to last very long, but at the same time, like, you know, life's too short. Don't, don't be around things you don't like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go somewhere else. But yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. If they don't like it, it's not really we Cause I used to try to get everyone back in the day. I try to convince everybody that they need to do it as the greatest thing ever, even though I thought it was, and I still do. Um, but, but when I realized, Hey, don't try to convince people it's the greatest thing ever. Give them the opportunity. If they think they're interested, they can do it. If they don't, they need to go on. That way, they don't waste their time. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's different people. There's still, there's still guys that play pickup softball games or race, you know, race race cars or whatever. Every, guys like competition. Yeah. And it pushes you to go harder. It pushes you to do better. Um, it's just a natural thing of a dude to kind of not maybe not wanna one up everybody but at least be in the running you know in the game you want to be in the game Mm -hmm. you want to be involved and this is a great way to to be involved and uh and get you know it there's nothing like getting seen all those pictures of bucks coming in and you're like man am i gonna go hunt tonight and then you see six pictures of bucks you're like i gotta get out there (laughs) yeah Yeah. yeah exactly i mean you see it i mean i see just a run you'll see a run and um it'll be missouri right it'll be farther west of us you'll just see out of nowhere you know i had let's i'm watching the weather like hawk ever all of us are right we're all in tune with barometric pressure and temperature and wind speed and all that stuff we are already planning right 24 hours out at least but you'll see it as soon as the cold front hits mid-october been hot cold front hits and it's moving its way across the, the u.s these bucks start falling and you know I've got to go tomorrow after after work. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. got to go. And uh, but anyway, time to be there. So mm-hmm. my next question is, why do you think people join? Do you think people are joining for the fame at first and then finding out the camaraderie, or um, do you think that they're just joining to to fill it out? Or what do you what do you what do you honestly think? Um, most of the time, when I t- and this is most of the stuff face to face conversations, you know. Um, so I don't know about what, you know, if their buddy tells them something and then they sign up, but, um, the face to face conversations that I have, uh, the prizes are the draw people see, you know, the kind of prizes we're giving out. I mean, we had, um, three flagship PSC bows for the top team last year, Ryan Strickland, he's a realtor in, um, Oklahoma, you know, he's sponsoring the whole contest, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how much he loves it. Um, we had some guy. We had uh, a brand brand new uh, Matthews Phase Four uh, donated by a Pro Shop at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's huge for us for some reason. I don't know why. They just I love that state, and they I'm, I'm finding lots of guys want to support us out there. Um, but you know, there was a bow drawing just for entering a buck. Okay, and what was cool is a guy killed. He killed a really nice deer. But it wouldn't have won any prizes. It was in Illinois, and he and he actually got his bow delivered today. Um, just you know, it got ordered and got exactly what he wanted, and he, he got delivered today. But the prizes are probably the draw. People say, "Oh, that's neat," and like it doesn't cost him anything. So that those those things are just like, "Hey, I have nothing to lose and, and more to gain." But what I'm seeing the um, you know, the people that hang around that, that are engaged, that, um, that conversate and stuff, 
that's you know that's the reason they stay um it you know it doesn't you know most most people aren't going to win anything i mean it's just you know when you have 3726 competitors you know you don't have prizes for everybody right <laughs> so um most most guys don't ever win anything but they you know that's why they hang around because it's fun yeah yeah i agree that i mean you guys are giving away stuff all the way throughout the season um mm-hmm. multiple things you know kind of week by week and then in the off season you're giving away stuff and you have the shooting league as well where you're giving away yep. stuff so you guys are definitely in the in the in the realm of uh giving away free stuff just for being part of the group and being active um another, yep. another question that i had that i know multiple people have asked and we've kind of touched on a little bit was why should i join if my state has small bucks if mm-hmm. I'm from Pennsylvania, why should I join? Or if I'm from Florida, why should I even, you know, why should I even be there? What what am, what am I going to benefit from? It's just going to be a bunch of Midwest guys killing big bucks. So there's a couple of reasons. Um, so first thing is each state, we have a top buck per state. Okay. Now those prizes vary quite a bit because we'll have pro shops uh, Pennsylvania is actually one of our uh, pro shop um, sponsored states. Route 66 Outdoors, um, they they donated uh, a brand new bow for the year uh, for the top buck in Pennsylvania. Um, so there's a chance right there, right? Um, you got some prizes and stuff for the top bucks per state. Um, this now this further, you know, we you know as far as a smaller group of hunters you know let's say this guy um is in pennsylvania and he'll bounce over to new york every now and then because that's just a uh, simple place for him to travel you know extra buck tag he can hunt on sundays you know all those things right well if that guy has the desire to hunt the midwest he has a desire to hunt oklahoma missouri texas uh for anything, you know what I'm saying? Turkeys, um, deer, hogs, whatever. If that stuff in, interests him, there's two ways you can do it. Um, but historically, okay. You can go with an outfitter. All right. We all know those out, outfitter prices. I, I, I've watched them increase. Okay. Like that stuff's expensive. Like if you're going state to state to hunt with outfitters, it's expensive. But it's a sacrifice nonetheless. You can save up and go do that. Or you can go hunt public ground. Hopefully you got a friend to travel with. Or you can uh, figure out a way to do that uh, efficiently, you know, physically smart. The third way is the bow hunting league, okay? There are so many little micro groups that are spinoffs of the bow hunting league. You get all these turkey contest teams. Uh, You can uh, go to our... Our sign-up thread, we have over 400 comments in this thing already. Uh, guys looking for teammates, right? A lot of guys, what they'll do is they'll say, okay, I've got quite a bit of public land around my house here. All right. Got a, I've got an extra bedroom or a, um, a cheap place for them to stay, an RV you know, or a camper they can sleep in, whatever. Um, and I'll invite them up to come hunt with me. And then I'll go to Ohio for, you know, four or five days and hunt with them. And what what we're seeing is um, 
guys are just executing that over and over and over. We've had over 200 hunts traded. We're not even keeping up anymore. But for a while there, we were kind of keeping tally and asking guys and doing surveys and stuff. And it's nuts how many guys are trading hunts. And it's just an enrichment thing. It's just literally enriching experiences for them. And, you know, we're not, you know, I'm not any way involved other than just having a place that they, they can come hang out. And so that's, so yeah, I have nothing but small bucks. I'm up here in, you know, Michigan for some odd reason. I still have not figured out Michigan, but, um, you know, and I'm sure there's some areas that produce really big deer, but Michigan in itself, there's, they're so close to some really good hunting States, but they may lack the ability to travel without some sort of help, right? You don't want to just drive. You just don't want to buy your Illinois tag and just run straight down because you don't have a lot of time to scout. Maybe you know you don't have time to go down there early season or in shed season or anything and scout. So you run. You don't want to drive ten hours to just go bounce into a random chunk of public, right? And hunt blind. And next thing you know, you look around. There's hunters all over the place. You know you don't. You know you're in the wrong area, right? You want to go somewhere that had you know with some guys that have some knowledge, trade out some hunts and stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Like if somebody thinks that way and they're like, it obviously they have the desire to kill bigger deer, right? Cause they've recognized the other States that kill big deer, but they are in a position where they can't just leave and go think they're going to be successful in three days without some help or something. And, and that's where, that's where, that's why they want to join they can they can meet other guys in their area that way um but they can also expand their hunting opportunities uh just by being around it you know what i'm saying so yeah you could kill the biggest buck in the state be the king of the state and um and you know maybe win some stuff uh but at the same time you're you're gonna open up doors all around you if you are engaged at all and if you if you network at all yeah, if you if you were on that Facebook group and you and you were in there and you said, "Hey guys, looking to come from Illinois, I don't want pinpoint drops, but what's some some advice for a guy first time coming to Illinois?" There's gonna be a bunch of guys that get on there, they either direct message you or they comment you like, "Come at these dates," or "Look at this area," yep. or "Look at this county," or "There's you know there's a lot of public land over here." You're gonna get so much intel so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, there might be that trade option. Like you're in Florida. Well, someone really wants to kill a Florida Turkey. Well, yeah. you want to kill an Iowa whitetail. Like there's a way you can make that work. Yeah. And you guys have done it multiple times where, um, is a guy going to be able to go hunt a private farm in Iowa without the bow hunting league? Maybe never, you know, they exactly. might, might not ever happen. Or is that guy from Iowa going to be able to go to Florida and figure out where the hell to kill one of these turkeys? But. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. 
The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This guy down in Florida's got him tied up down there, you know, and, and he mm-hmm. can say, yeah, man, we could do a we could do a swap for, you know, Florida turkey for Iowa whitetail. And I, I know that I know that's happened. Um, so I think over that's, and over yeah, and over. That's a that's great, a great option that when people first think about it, that's not even something that is even on the radar because it wasn't on my radar at all. You kind of think that it's a competition. Everybody's going to be kind of snub and kind of want to just win and do their own thing but like you said you're all competing against what you can shoot um so there's a there's a lot of people that are pretty open-minded um and and they're just in there for a good time not to just just you know just win you know there's guys in there that just they're just not there to to win they're there to have the camaraderie and and help people out yeah because you know we think about it you know if you were to do a survey right just of guys just you know people that weren't let's it'd be best if they weren't in the league and stuff but just guys you know and say hey have you um what are you planning on hunting this year you know just and most of them are gonna say well i'm gonna hunt when season opens like i'm around the house you know and a lot of them think that traveling to hunt is so far out and it takes so much to do but they do have the desire to do it. It's kind of, it'll just be like this dream that they'll just sit and just like, yeah, that'd be cool to do. You know, the must be nice crowd. Right. You know, the ones yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. You know, just, you know, just like they, they don't, they have no idea how, how obtainable it is right now. I ain't saying you're going to go out there every year and do it, but you're going to be around those deer. You're going to be within a mile of a big deer. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to be close. Yeah. Um, and and that's and that's what I'm saying is like they're not. It's not a. Um, a lot of people don't think it's an obtainable thing. And uh, right now, just knowing what I'm, you know, just looking at like the relationships and stuff I've built, like I don't even need I don't even need to hunt my home state. I could spend all my time. I could just do honeydews and stuff around here. And then like November hits, take two or three weeks off work. And I could hit five or six States pretty easily and kill three or four bucks for sure. You know? Yeah. You got, the, just, you got the track record to, to prove it for yeah. sure. Bopping around, yeah. killing bucks. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to maybe do a little travel this year, trying to lay out the, the guidelines, but I'm kind of doing the same thing where, um, not through the bow hunting thing, but just through camaraderie of a friendship, kind of meeting up, in a you know on certain public lands and hunting and uh, yeah. and just enjoying the camaraderie. Same thing, 
that a lot of people probably do on the bow hunting league, you know, say, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to be at this public land camping out or whatever, you know, what do you, what do you think? And, and go, go rip. But, um, yeah. one thing that I wanted to have you on, if you're, if you're apt for it, um, it, it can't all be good, right? There's gotta be some bad apples just, oh, like, yeah. just like everything. <laughs> um, so I wanted to hear the worst horror story that you've had, um, since you started, started the group. The worst one that you want to share. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, yeah. And I can, I can omit names and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the, and a lot of the things, see a lot of our stories don't ever make the light of day because I'm not going to, I don't want to bring that energy in. And at the same time, everybody's going to be like, who did that? Who is that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm not, I don't, first off, somebody makes a mistake, does something like that's on them. You know, their punishment is, banning and removal and just you know they're out of my life and out of out of the group right um but so as far as the competition goes so we had a guy that was pretty close to us right i mean close and talked to him weekly right and just big buck slayer um killed big turkeys just i mean very successful hunter right now, I don't think this makes all of his kills uh, illegitimate, okay? I still think the guy knows how to kill deer. Um, I, I think he's a good shot with his bow, you know, all those things, right? I don't, I don't have any reasons to think that all that. But we, we were, um, we had contests going, and um, out of nowhere, um, he just pops up a pick of this giant it was early october just this mega deer right i mean i I knew the deer was well in the boon like i mean he's huge and uh he said got it done killed him coming to bed um it was like october 8th or something and he's like killed him coming to bed um he said i made it made a trip out here to this this farm he's got permission on blah 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 and uh, it was out of state for him, um, but he was just, you know, just kind of laying it on us. Well, I'm immediately, immediately like, tell me every freaking detail, you know, tell me, you know, he was sending us some maps and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, this was in corn. This got cut um, last week. You know, we've been seeing the deer out here and I put a camera out there and he was coming through right at um, sunrise or right before, you know, shooting light, blah, blah, blah. He just had this huge story. Right. And I'm like, I'm just soaking it all up. I'm thinking of any scenario that I have that I can replicate anything like that, you know, just like, how do I get this done? And he had us all on, on our, on our toes. Right. Well, come to find out we get another photo and this is before the deer ever hit the Facebook group, because this was just in these small circles, right? Which the small circles bleed out to other circles, right? Mm-hmm. But we got a photo of the deer at a different angle. The first angle was him sitting with it, right? Just your typical bow laying on the deer, what we asked for, you know? And it was just sitting there, and I'm just like, ah, what a mega, you know? And we get a photo from a different angle, from a high fence operation and 
the thing is the deer had so much you know how those high fence deer they'll have some something super unique and then you'll be able to match up other things that are that are similar but they'll have something that's just super unique about the deer right and this Mm -hmm. deer had it right he had like a hand (laughs) it looked like a damn hand coming off like a g2 or something i that's why i remember it was something like that it had like four big fingers coming off this g2 you know like probably an extra i don't know like 12 to 16 inches right and uh and i'm thinking i immediately i'm just uh, he just crushed me because like i have defended this guy before I went to bat for him. I've had people come to me and say he's full of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, he's not. Because I want, you know, and he was close to us. And that's the thing. He got close to us. And uh, he was actually a good friend of another one of our my good friends. So it was kind of like one of those things. He was just kind of grandfathered in. And um, But as soon as we found out, like, I mean, he's he's gone forever. Like, dude, you know, and that, I'm, you know, I'm pissed, you know, obviously. Um, but that's probably the worst scenario we've had as far as cheating because um it's so easy to find nowadays because we've learned that as we get larger um it actually helps our transparency because they have to send all their photos in we post the pics up um you know if a guy you know you know, people like that, you know, that the, the reason that guy was successful in, and I don't know how many deer he is, he'd enter. I think he entered a different one that was high fence one time, but I remove all of his stuff from record books and stuff. Right. But like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that these high fence places have to post pictures of these deer on social media because that's how they sell hunts. Yeah. <laughs> these deer, you know, there's a lot of value in that dead deer, just like it is when it's alive. They're actually playing more because they're people like, oh, I can kill that. You know, I can kill that kind of deer there. That's what kind of, you know, and they can actually put the, you know, the tape to them and stuff too. But, um, but yeah, crushed me, dude. I was, I was, cause I really liked the guy and, uh, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. I remember but, seeing, I remember seeing a picture on the page. I don't know if it was the same guy or not, but I knew the deer was high fence. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything just to not stir the pot. But I was like, yeah. I've seen, I followed the guy from somewhere. I can't remember. This was years ago. And I had yep. seen it on there. And then I seen it got removed. I was like, oh, someone, someone told on him. It wasn't me. And it was me. gone. <laughs> yeah. It was gone yeah. as fast. It was that gone. picture was gone as fast as yeah. it hit. Like yeah. it was maybe on there 10 hours. Yeah. Like, I seen it and I was like, uh, <laughs> and then it was and gone. That, yeah. So you guys did a good job on too, that. Yeah. Yeah. That time of year, we are all of us, all of us, our necks are swollen. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. we're, we're almost full rut. We're trying to fight everybody anyway. Yeah. And like, you're, and it's right there in that beginning of that slow period, you know, during October when you have the transition and guys are having to transition their areas, move stands, all that stuff, and, re, you know, recalibrate. And, um, so we were all geeked up about seeing that first great big one out of velvet killed. And that was the deer. And that deer got so much attention. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, you know, and I had people PMing me, dude, that deer's high fence. And I, I say, you know, and I would literally tell them like, Hey, if you can find something that's got some proof, come to me. 
But other than that, I can't do anything. You know what I'm saying? And that that's one cool thing about our our contest now, you know, because we, you know, we see mistakes, you know, we see holes and, you know, and, and ways and, you know, to circumvent things. And now top 10 teams all have to have their deer officially measured. You know, it's gross measurement, um, just your total inches of antler and then you know, inside spread. But the thing is like everybody has to have their deer officially measured before the end uh, of the contest, we, you know, which is March 1st. Okay. So it gives everybody time to get that done, but it also gives things time to marinate. And, you know, we're, we're very open and transparent. Hey, here's all the deer guys. Here's all the deer. So if somebody is, um, you know, caught poaching or something, yeah, first two or three weeks or even a month or into Christmas or whatever, maybe nothing said, but you know, the DNR is building cases and they've got evidence and all this stuff and that stuff starts coming out. And we've, um, you know, I don't really know of any deer in particular that we've had, that we've had issues with as far as poaching and stuff. But it, again, it gives all these deer time to sit, you know what I'm saying? And being analyzed and scrutinized. And it's, and it's really not a witch hunt by any means. Um, like I said, most of the stuff, 95, 98% of everything in there about the deer is positive. And what's cool is by us having the official measurements now, it's really brought more credibility to the contest because we've had teams, we've had teams that, um, we had a team in Oklahoma last year went from, I believe they went from fourth or fifth to second because they added like eight inches to their team total um, with the official scores because <laughs> they were underscoring all their deer. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like they just were. And, um, and then they bump up. So we, I mean, we saw, and realistically it was like up and down. I bet you it was almost a net zero as far as our top 10, uh, just because we had so much, we had several teams that went up in score and several that went down. So it was just kind of like a, bit, a lot of shuffling. Um, and it's real close always. Um, we never, we've only had really one blowout year. So, um, but it's, it's good to see that, you know, and yeah. everybody's super easy going about getting their deer scored, man. I mean, they're just like, yeah, I'll get it scored because they had a great year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something great that you guys added because that was one of my questions. You know, in the past, it was a personal score your deer. Um, and I kind of wanted you to go over, you know, if you're if you're not in the top and you don't have to get it officially scored, some people should say, well, he's just going to add 20 inches to the buck or whatever, and I'm not going to be able to be in the running anyways. So you guys have some guidelines that you have to do to even get your buck to put up there. So I just kind of wanted you guys to, to go over that. Um, yeah. I know that's a question that someone's out there thinking that, well, it's personal score. Someone's just going to lie, but there is some stuff that you have to do to kind of validate. Um, so yeah. just go ahead and go into that. So, so we, so um, every deer over 130 inches is required to submit one measurement photo of a mass measurement. It's your largest mass measurement and your longest time measurement. It's like a measurement pick of the tape on the time. All we're looking for in that scenario is uh, your ability and competency of how how to score a rack. Obviously, 95% of our deer 
that are scored and measured are measured by non-professionals. Okay. But what it does is it shows us like, Hey, he started, you know, he's, uh, he started way too close to the, uh, uh, to the burr on that first mass measurement. So it's not that he's lying. He doesn't know where to measure and that's okay. Like we'll, we'll say, you know, you need to, you need probably need to either get somebody to remeasure your deer and we'll, we know we'll work with them. You know, we're not going to ban somebody or DQ them, uh, just because they had a, you know, they didn't know where to measure correctly and they ran out of time, you know, cause we have give everybody 10 days to get their scores in. But as long as we have that conversation going, uh, we'll give them some time. They'll say, yeah, I got a score over here. I'll get it done. And then they'll send in the score sheet and we'll be good. But what's neat is <clears throat> all these picks that come in, we'll give them a quick look. And, you know, the thing is, we I've been way off before. You know, a photo doesn't tell you the true score a lot of times. You know, massive deer, deer that are heavy, don't look as big. Because they're they're take you know taking up more room in the, in that frame of that rack, um, you can tell they're heavy. But the thing is, you don't know that that deer's got 25 inches more of mass than a than another four year old buck, you know, in the same county. So, you know, we we try to work with guys. You know, they're submitting measurement picks. You know, we'll have some communication there. But for the most part, everybody scores their deer, and we'll see where you land. Um, what's neat about this year, and this is, you know, again, this is a, another adjustment we're making. Um, yeah, top 10 get their deer officially scored. To qualify for the top 10, you have to be one of those 10 teams that got all your deer scored. But we're doing prizes for the top 100 teams. Doing 300 freaking packages. I mean, it could be anything from a pack of broadheads to um, lighted knocks to um shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff and knives we got all like tons of stuff we've got um we've got a a company that has a a really innovative deer drag and gambrel um and but it's all these things we got all these neat prizes and stuff right so if your team finishes in the top 100 which realistically it's probably going to be your team tagging out if you finish top 100, you're going to win something. So, again, that doesn't pay for your gas going hunting or any of your expenses, but still, it's kind of cool, you know, win something, right? And uh, and that's kind of and that's where we're at now. So, top 10 official scores from here, you know, everybody else, you know, your your typical uh, typical review. If it's over 130, we get the measurement picks. Know that you know how to measure deer, and um, we just kind of general view, like, hey, and you know, just say, hey, um, and if your team ends up in the top ten, you're gonna have to get all your deer officially scored. Yeah, that's a good way to keep it where you know, because that that's another thing I know people are thinking is, you know, what what why would I even do this? Because there's some guy that's gonna do a really good angle pick and say it's this, but you guys are thinking about all those as well. Um, before we wrap this up, I just wanted to show um, some of my personal experiences on here. Um, one thing that I enjoy about it is if if you are really engaged in social media or you want to be part of a group and you don't have a lot of hunting buddies around you, 
Uh, the page is incredibly act- active. There's like multiple posts a day most of the time. Um, there's always something going on on there, and it's a great place to find people that are ate up with whitetail um, that if you want to talk, you there's, a, there's an outlet for someone. You're going to be able to find someone in your state that probably hunts somewhere close to you on that page, um, and you guys can chat and, and you know, grow a friendship. Um, and even, even like, the shot videos and stuff, most of the – 99% of the guys on there are just good, normal dudes. And I think a yep. lot of whitetail hunters are kind of the same – dude in a nutshell um we're pretty basic um just normal dudes that enjoy hunting deer there's it's just like if you put them all in a room they're all probably going to be close to the same even kind of look the same a lot of times you know (laughs) like um it's just kind of uh that that vibe of of a hunter um and 99 percent of them you know like i said they're they're good dudes on there and it doesn't cost anything i know there's a lot of hunting um hunting competitions out there but a lot of them cost to enter um you know and they're not giving away anything crazy compared to what you're giving away um but you guys aren't taking any of the funds from this you're putting it all back into it so that's yeah, something just keep, i want to mention keep rolling well. yeah keep rolling stuff over you know as we evolve you know our costs increase every year i mean i'm not gonna act like they don't <laughs> you know when you you know and it, if it's a cost in um volunteer hours it's still a cost right yeah, i mean shipping and all I the tried, prizes out is yeah a, a, shipping yeah. i mean dude shipping is crazy yeah, that's a huge cost that people don't i mean i figure about. yeah i figure in the t- you know i'll be mailing almost all these packages out and so i figure three you know and i'm gonna do the same package basically for uh the top bucks per state too i mean i forgot to include them so bottom you know at a minimum um uh, 350 packages. Oh, by the way, we have a dough contest now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's, again, that's okay. I have, I have no bucks, right? I'm, I'm in South Carolina and I barely get to leave, you know, I barely get to hunt on the weekends. You know, I got a big family or whatever it is, you know, no time off. And, but I, they smash does for their fan for, you know, to fill their freezer, right? Here's something right here get get your doe killing buddies together build a dang team and just smash it because we're going to do we have a prize for the the team that kills the most does and we also have individual prizes uh and we got them broke into two different regions a north and a south region uh, because south typically has much more liberal limits on does yeah Um, but and then those guys that kill the most does, we got guys traveling around killing does. And that's, <laughs> and that's what's fun is like it, everyone, there's not a single person that, that really feels like they're going to compete in all the contests, Right. But there is literally something for anyone that likes killing deer with her bow period. Like it can be, I mean, there's so many things, but, um, but yeah, but like, so I'm going to have like 380 packages to mail out. So I'd say my price is going to be probably really close to about 10 bucks a package. That's, you know, almost yeah. four grand. Yeah. yeah and shipping's, and, shipping's hard. Yeah. I, everybody's like, where, why don't you have swag? I'm like, well, for one, it costs a lot to make. And then you got, I feel terrible charging a guy $20 for a hat and then five ninety nine to ship it. Like shipping's so high. Yeah, know? it's crazy. I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I just feel terrible doing it, man. 
Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And that's, and, but like, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, our costs increase, you know, like every year, but we're seeing, um, some awesome things coming out of this. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, uh, you kind of leaned on it, talked about a little, touched on a little bit about the showdown. You know, we had the end of the year hunt. This is, we had, we've had three of them. We've had three showdowns. Showdown is the top guys in the contest effective, um, uh, at the end of December. Okay. So, cause deer season is still going on. We want to have an end of the year hunt. So we do a cutoff into December, right? So guys, top guys and king of times, top, top teams, top doe killers, all these things, right? And I invited 22 different guys to um, Arkansas last year because Arkansas has a long season. One of our hardcore competitors, you know, their two brothers, they have they're members of a deer camp down there. It's a family deer camp that you know they got a you know pretty good sized lodge, lots of bunk beds. Just a just real just a true deer camp, right? They invited us to come down. We could stay there. There's public ground all around the thing. Not not huge amounts, but good enough amounts, you know, for us for the late season because there's nobody else hunting late season, right? We had an absolute blast. Out of the 22 people that we invited, 17 showed up. I had two guys. One of the guys qualified from Saskatchewan. He said, can I bring my buddy? I said, if you're driving from Saskatchewan, I don't care if you bring your entire family. Dude, he brought his buddy. They drove two days to get to Arkansas to hunt spikes and does. But they had an absolute blast. I've never hunted with Canadians before. (laughs) They're hilarious. But what I'm getting at is we had guys travel from Pennsylvania um, I mean, Louisiana, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, all over the place, right? All over the nation, all converged at the showdown. And, uh, I'm telling you right now, that is some of the most fun I've ever had, um, any kind of deer hunting, you know, we all, you know, and that's the thing, there's no pressure, everybody. And I think, I honestly think if people come on their own wheel like that, and you know and they share that common thread of that of that hunting and everything they're going to get along i mean you can't yeah. you know we're friend we're you know best friends for every kind of thing and with us you know we're all third you know like some of the the canadian guys were younger they're in their 20s and there were some 20 year old guys there but like i mean there we've got guys there all the way into their 60s and you know you've got that common thread there and it's just I don't know, like a lot of us don't get a chance to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them, um, hey, this is my first out-of-state trip ever. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, you know, they kill big deer every year, but they never go out of state because it's never convenient for them because they're hunting big deer during the rut at home. You know, they don't they don't leave deer to go find deer, right? Yeah. And um, it, it really opens their eyes, and they're like, man, I've got to travel more. And, um, because the thing is like, we don't really get a chance to let our hair down and relax. And that's, and that's, what's cool about it is you get, there's so many little machines going in this thing and it's just fun to like get involved in all these little things. So, but yeah, hundred percent free, always will be free. We'll never ever charge our guys to be there. And, um, and it's, you know, I'm just excited to see where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. man. like I said, I appreciate the opportunity to be part of it 
over the years and, and see the camaraderie. And I love seeing you guys grow. I know you're putting a shitload of work in um, on the back end that people, you know, aren't realizing these uh, these giveaways and stuff. They're not just people reaching out. You're you're putting a lot of leg. Oh, work my gosh. In. You're putting a lot of leg yeah. work in to, to, to grease the wheel. Um, so, you know, shout yeah. out to you for, for going after your passion and, and, and wanting to share it with other people. Um, but I think we'll wrap it up here. If there's anything, um, let, let the people kind of know it's signups right now, um, going. So just kind of let people know if this is something they're interested in, where they could sign up and then we'll wrap it yeah. up. Bowhuntingleague.com. Uh, that's everything's on our website. The sign up forms on our website. You don't have to have social media to do it. Uh, you definitely enriches your experience. I just ran a doe out of my food plot and hear my yard. <laughs> I'm just walking around. But, um, I did want to give a, um, yeah, you can find us just bow hunting league. You can find us Instagram, Facebook, um, all your major social media outlets. Um, I do want to give a shout out. We've got an awesome team of, of men and women helping us. And if I try to go down through the list, I would forget somebody, but, um, we do have, um, uh, a new lady that came on this year. Her name's Rebecca. And she has just poured her heart and soul into this thing. And she has made an awesome network for uh, female bow hunters. And um, I think their little side group is like 35, 40. And they, you know, they can, you know, because this is still very intimidating. And uh, I did want to give her a shout out. My school board guy, Dan Nath, a shout out. Of course, D.A. Porter behind the scenes. My buddy Matt Powell and the rest of the Facebook mods. And, um and everybody keeps it going. We're doing, we're having a good time. Yeah. Takes a lot of work. You guys are doing it, man. Well, I appreciate yep. you coming on, man. I'm excited for another year. Yep. Appreciate it, Cody. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ben. If the bow hunting league is something that you're thinking about, make sure and check out that bowhuntingleague.com. Um, as always, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And Whitetail Legacy is out until I'm coming in your ear holes at the next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Love you guys. Thank you. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.